It's episode 41 of Offscript with Trish Close, intimate interviews and fun conversations with interesting people. In front of my microphone today is Gina Duquesne. She works at Ashland Hills Hotel and Suites. I love saying your name. Oh, thank you. Gina thank Duquesne. It's such a strong <laughs> name. I love that. So many times people have a hard time saying my name. It's Gina Duquesne or so. Ooh, uh, that wouldn't be bad. I like Duquesne. Because you are, you are kind of the queen. <laughs> yeah, I've got them all. Yeah, they, <laughs> they, they think I am, so we're going to keep it that way. Okay, Gina Duquesne. I love saying your name. Um, what do you do at Ashland Hills Hotel? Well, actually, I work for Newman Hotel Group. That's right. And Ashland Hills Hotel is under the umbrella of the group. Um, I am the senior sales manager there. Mm -hmm. um, my job, as you know, has changed. It's morphed into travel and tourism, and I really, really enjoy that. I did weddings for forever for so many years, mm -hmm. and um, going to the other side is really cool. It's opened up a new opportunity um, right. for me, and I love it. Got to keep things fresh. Yes, absolutely. Fresh and moving. Um, I do want to comment before we get into this interview. Uh, your pants today are on fire. <laughs> She's Thank got you. these, like, leather leggings just working it this morning. <laughs> I love it. Thank you. I owe it to my daughter. She keeps me in style. Oh, good. How old's your daughter? <laughs> oh, my daughter is going to be 40 on, oh, she's going to, oh, my daughter's going to be 40 you on Wednesday. You are not old enough to have a 40-year-old daughter. <laughs> yes, I am. Oh, if you're watching this video portion of this, you got to look at this woman's face because there is no way you're old enough to have a 40-year-old. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. We'll talk about that. Um, first of all, tell me where you're from originally. I am born and raised in Los Angeles, California. L.A. girl. Um, L.A. girl all my life there until, you know, I discovered Southern Oregon. Okay. Um, so you grew up like in L.A., right outside L.A., or? I grew up right in the smack of Los Angeles, California. I was born in the original Harbor General Hospital. That's no longer there, so I'm just going to date myself. No way. Um, and um, I was raised on 108th and Figueroa, right there, smack dab in it. And, you know, my childhood was fun. It was my childhood. Mm -hmm. It was good. My mom, my sisters, it was all good. Okay, so did you grow up with a single mom? I did. Okay. I grew up with a single mom and three sisters. My mom worked really hard. It's so funny. As, as an adult now, I look back and I realized mm -hmm. we were really poor, mm -hmm. but I had no idea because my mom never showed us that side of it. It's interesting. Um, I grew up the same uh, single mom. She worked a couple of jobs here and there, especially mm -hmm. like during the holidays, just mm -hmm. to get some extra cash mm -hmm. for Christmas and stuff like that. Um, and looking back, I mean, at the time, I was happy and dumb and just going through <laughs> life. But looking back now, I was like, man, she worked really hard for us. And she wasn't mm -hmm. around a lot because she worked so mm -hmm. hard. Mm -hmm. For us, it was my mom, my grandmother kind of took mm -hmm. a village, and we were a little village right there. And so it allowed my mom to work. Mm -hmm. And it was kind of tag teaming in between grandma, aunt, uh, my mom taking care of us. And, you know, we were. We, ignorance is bliss. It, it was is. It was good. Yeah, my grandparents definitely played a vital role in all of that. And you grew up in, it sounds like, a very strong female household. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. For us, um, it's funny because we didn't have any real men figures in our lives. Yeah. Our, um, 
grandfather, he died really young. And so it was my grandmother, my great grandmother, my mom, my aunts. And it was just this, this voice of, of female strength. And it was a lot of arguing and we went <laughs> back and forth, but you know, at the end of the no. day, we all love each other. Right? Sure. Uh, where was dad? My dad? Mm -hmm. I don't know my dad. Okay. Yeah, I don't know never my dad. Never met him. I've never met my dad. Um, and so I have no idea where dad is. Do you know who he is? Um, I do know of him. Actually, my dad, I was told my dad he died when okay. I was um, a kid. But I do know of him, but I don't know who he is. Is that something you struggled with as a kid, as a child, as a young teenager? You know, I didn't. Mm -hmm. I didn't. Uh, when we were kids, I really didn't think about that. I would look at other people's families and I would think, hmm, kind of like, what is it like to have a brother? What is it like to have a dad? But I didn't really miss something that I never had. True. You know, so um, it it's allowed me an opportunity to kind of romance that thought of father. Mm -hmm. So in my mind, my dad is fabulous. Oh, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Um, and so as far as growing up, you how long did you live in L.A.? All of my life, okay. honestly, Trish. Um, we moved here 12 years ago. Okay. Um, but I traveled and, and I've been abroad and enjoyed the United States and the world, and I'm really grateful for that. Mm -hmm. But LA is my home, and sometimes I hear people say the most awful things about my hometown, and I just kind of smile and let it go. Mm -hmm. But um, I believe wherever we're from, for me anyway, that will always be my home. I get a chance to live and celebrate Southern Oregon. I'm really grateful for that. I just have this thing wherever I kick my shoes off is home. Right. Oh, for sure. It's kind of, my mom used to say, wherever the, your heart is, that's, mm -hmm. that's home. Mm -hmm. um, going back to L.A. now, I mean, it's clearly changed. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think we kind of kid and say we blame it on Baywatch because... Uh, <laughs> So many people, when I think about when I was a kid, yeah. it was not crowded. There was no, I remember when they built the 5 freeway. Okay. And, um, well, shall I say extended. Um, was it the 5? It's the 405. Mm -hmm. And um, there weren't that, the, where, where did all these people come from? Right. That's our question. And so people see things on TV. They read things in the magazine and they think I want to go to Hollywood. Anybody who's ever gone to Hollywood and has seen Hollywood Boulevard, it's not all that. It's not all that. No, it's not all that. Um, I, I will tell you, uh, so my husband is from Huntington Beach. Oh. And kind of the same for him. It's this very romantic idea of Huntington Beach when he was growing up there. Exactly. It was perfect mm -hmm. and it was awesome. And he has, it was clean. It was has, Yes, he has beautiful memories of mm -hmm. that. We went to go visit a few years back, and it was very disappointing for him. And so the beach was so crowded. Exactly. Exactly. L.A. is so crowded. I think a saving grace is because my daughter and my grandchildren are in the L.A. area, so mm -hmm. I go back often, so it's not this big shock when I go back. Um, the sad thing is, though, there's so many people who are there now, and it's so overcrowded and right. everything is expanded 
and people are stacked on top of each other. Um, my kids, they live in Redondo Beach area. Mm -hmm. um, and so it was after I graduated and I kind of got out and away from um, the L.A. scene because it, L.A. is in, inundated with people and everybody's stacked up on top of each other now. Um, so I went to go live and play in Redondo Beach and my daughter and my grandchildren are still there and now mm. it is stacked up. It's like yeah. a Lego land. Redondo Beach <laughs> is a beautiful place to be. There's some but, gorgeous, gorgeous places. Yes, within yes. Within kind of the city. Um, so you said, well, one thing before, we're going to get off L.A., I promise, but okay. um, the traffic. Oh, it's a mindset. It really is. And I, I mean, kudos to the people who live there and that's their home and they have made the traffic part of their life. Exactly. I just, it's that quality of life. I don't want to be in my car for two hours. I just don't. And Trish, you said it. It's the quality of yeah. life for um, my wife and I, when we moved here, we had to make a decision the quality or the quantity of life. Mm -hmm. And we went for the quality because life is short, it's sweet, it's precious. Um, I kind of struggled with, oh wow, if we move here, my family's back there, mm -hmm. I'm gonna miss my family, what am I doing? So making the decision to move up here has opened a door up. My son lives in Ashland now. Aww. He's been here for 10 years. My grandchildren get to come and play every spring, every summer, every winter. They love it, and they see another way of life. Absolutely. And maybe they, at some point, go, I want to go live where Grandma lives. That is the, that's the vision. That's the goal. We're going to put it out there in the that's universe. Right. That's right. Okay, so you graduate high school. Yes. What high school did you go to? Bishop Connedy. Okay. I'm Catholic school all the way. Really? Yes. Were all your sisters too? My sisters too. Oh, wow. <laughs> Mom was not having any other way, was she? Oh, no. No, she was working <laughs> to make it happen. Okay. So uh, you graduate high school, then what comes next? And then after that, it was off and running for me. It was into the job world. It was, what am I going to do? Where am I going to go? How am I going to land and make it happen? Mm -hmm. And it was kind of serendipity that got me into the business that I'm in now, okay. into hotels. I started at a country club, and that was very interesting. And I worked at this country club and kind of made positions for myself. Really? Very interesting. Um, I just uh, kind of climbed up the ladder. People loved me. I loved them. And then I left and went to the real world, which we called Hotel World. Hotel World. <laughs> what hotel did you work in first? My first hotel was in Orange County. Um, it was across the street from the John Wayne Airport. Mm -hmm. And it was the uh, Orange County Hilton. Okay. And so you just decided this, it this fit you or you fit this world or something. Absolutely. You guys were kind of a match. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. I um, was working at one point I was working two jobs and I worked for a property management company and I worked for a hotel. Mm -hmm. I mean for the country club and I thought I don't want to work two jobs forever so I'm going to quit the country club and work for the property management company okay. and then I realized whoops I quit the wrong job. Oh, no. So I went back to the country club, and I was like, hey, you guys, you need me. You need me. You need me in this position. I am great. I sold myself. I think that was the first 
great sales pitch I ever did. Okay. <laughs> well, you, I know, um, you and I met several years ago, more than like a decade ago. Yes. Um, because you were wor working for Ashland Springs mm -hmm. Hotel, um, kind of as a, was a wedding planner. Yes. Okay. Yes. So how did you get into wedding planning or planning parties in general? Um, it's a funny thing. Working at the country club, mm -hmm. um, I'm just going to be very frank. Let's be frank. Okay. This is the time to be frank. I'm going to be frank. Um, I went to this country club to get this position as a server. So I went to this country club, and it's in Rancho Palos Verdes. Mm -hmm. And uh, the young woman who hired me, I'll never forget her. Her name was Julie. And um, she told me that they had never hired anybody on the floor that looked like me. And okay. I was like, okay. And she asked me, can you do this? Can, you know, are you okay with this? Can you do this? And I said, I, so, I can do this. And um, I went from the server to the head server to working with the, being the assistant to the food and beverage director. And mm -hmm. the food and beverage director planned all the parties, the weddings, the president's ball, Mother's Day brunch. One day I get a phone call from the food and beverage director and he's in the hospital getting his appendix out and it was like three days before, about three or four days before the president's fall. Oh, wow. And he's like, Gina, you have to do it. And Bob was such a jokester. I'm like, yeah, right, whatever. He goes, no, no, I'm serious. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he goes, you want to talk to the doctor? And I said, oh, my God, you're really in the hospital. Wow. And so... That was dumped on me, and I surprised myself. Mm. I did it. I so rocked it. I was so excited. And so after that, that's kind of when I quit the job, the country club job, and I stayed at um, my other job and at the property management company, and I realized I don't like this. Mm -hmm. I really, really love that. That sparked something in me. Sure. So I went, I made myself a position, <laughs> and uh, I took on doing the events for the country club, and that's when the doors opened, and mm -hmm. I just loved it. I loved the weddings. You know, you really get to be a part of someone's life. Exactly. Were you like, hey, Julie, yeah, I can do it. <laughs> Julie was so proud of me. That's awesome. <clears throat> she was proud of me, and and I'm glad that I got a chance to kind of open the doors for other people that look like me. Mm -hmm. um, and, and now there's just, um, not now, but when I left the country club, I worked there for about five years. And um, in that five-year stretch, um, Latinas were on the floor Black women were on the floor. That's Asian awesome. women were on the floor. There were servers of all different colors, and I got a chance to hire people mm -hmm. and fire people. You made a little but, bit of a difference, yeah. actually a huge difference. Yeah, I'm so excited. Is it something weird for you now looking back at or even in the moment when she asked you that question or said that we've never hired someone on the floor that looks like you? Mm -hmm. And you kind of go, well, <clears throat> what? Like, what? <laughs> Is it my, my hair? Like, what? Like, what about me? What are you talking about? Um... Being a woman of color, Trish, it's not. Sadly, it's not. And so um, I felt kind of good that she could open up and tell me this. Okay. But, you know, being a woman of color, you run into so many different types of people and in the, in the biases, and it's kind of their ignorance, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? A hundred percent. It's totally ignorance. And so to be able to be out there in the world 
and I kind of feel like I'm an ambassador for black people. Good. This is me. This is us. Mm -hmm. And um, I get a chance to let people see how women of color are, how mm -hmm. different cultures are. I believe cultures should be shared among us. Mm -hmm. That's why there's so many different people embracing our differences, having yep. fun with it. It's just well, I so think much when fun. we learn things and we educate ourselves and we open up ourselves and our hearts to things that are scary to us, mm -hmm. and that could be, you know, a a roller coaster that mm -hmm. could be someone of color of mm -hmm. a different culture mm -hmm. when we open ourselves up to that it doesn't seem so scary no not at all and so many times people just stay in their little box and they yeah. don't step out they don't put their hand out they don't ask mm -hmm. i would much rather someone ask me i would much rather get to know someone mm -hmm. who totally doesn't look like me doesn't think like me i'm curious i love the challenge I feel like the more we ask, the more we reach out, embrace our differences, because that's what makes us unique, and For that's sure. how, how it works. And then at the end of that conversation, we find ourselves going, hey, yeah, me too. I have that in common exactly. with you. Exactly. Yeah, for exactly. sure. So I know you worked uh, very heavy into party planning and wedding, mm -hmm. wedding planning, and one of the cool things that you told me, um, the Sweet 16, Yes. Birthday parties? Yes. Those, okay, so this was big for me. It was on MTV. They were aired on yes. MTV as this, yes. like, reality show, <laughs> these spoiled brats having <laughs> sweet 16 birthday parties, and you planned some of those. Well, and that, too, I tell you, my whole life is uh, kind of serendipitous. But in doing weddings, what I did is before we moved here for seven years, I had my own business, mm -hmm. Absolute Elegance. Love, love, love my uh, having my own business. And it's great fun spending other people's money, oh, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> so what would you like? Okay. Um, the first time um, I did Abba Kashani's, my super sweet uh, 16. Yeah. And uh, we had great fun with that. It was, uh, I had no idea how many people watch this program a lot and we were in uh, actually we were the second episode and it's grown just crazy since mm -hmm. then and then i got a chance to do a platinum wedding at, on the we channel oh wow and Look at you. that was uh that you talk about spend people's money mm -hmm. she went and her um her fiance had purchased her engagement ring and her wedding band and they kept it stored at Tiffany. And so when it was time for the rehearsal dinner and, and all of the festivities, because it was a three-day event, um, the Brinks truck pulled up and gave me this ring out of the back of the Brinks truck. Oh, my goodness. Because it was in the safe in Tiffany. And I was like, oh, my God, what am I going to do with this? <laughs> and I thought, well, should I put it in the car? Should I put it in my I put it in my pocket and I held onto mm -hmm. it. And I had my hands in my I thought, someone's going to have to come and knock me out if right. they want this ring. It was, it was, it was great fun. Mm. And they're a wonderful couple. They're, That's awesome. They have two beautiful sons, and we. Still I would have tried that touch. ring on. I would have just been like, "Oh, it's uh, pretty." No, <laughs> that was too scary. <laughs> I looked at it. I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> yeah. Um, in your uh, dealing with brides, um, I'm sure you have some really incredible stories of bridezillas. 
You know, I really, it wasn't so much the brides as it was the, the mamas, the mothers, and either the, there was so much competition yeah. with mother of the bride and mother of the groom. Oh, boy. Because the mother of the groom wanted to kind of outdo the mother of the bride. We had to have this fabulous rehearsal dinner, and we had to, I mean, it just, it got to the point, it's just like, okay, everybody relax, let's keep our eye on the prize, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, um... So it wasn't so much the the brides, and um, I still, especially here in Ashland, I still see people that I did their weddings, mm -hmm. and I see their families grow, and it's just so cool. It's I, I love that. I, I think that that will always be a part of me. And when I was in um, L.A., before we moved here, I got a chance to pay it forward. Mm -hmm. um, when I did uh, the Platinum Wedding, um, I had a protege, and her name is Miriam, and she wanted to start her own business. So before I left, um, in the filming of the Platinum Wedding, I told Miriam, you come here and you be here with me. You be a part of this, mm -hmm. and you use this on your resume after I'm gone. Miriam has a great business in L.A. right now. Awesome. She's thriving, delicate details. I'm so, so happy for her. I believe in raising each other up. Absolutely. I believe in women. We need to hold each mm -hmm. other up. No tit for tat. No, I don't no. care about that. Um, I had this exact conversation with someone else in a previous podcast, but, you know, you don't have to. Um, I, I work with a lot of females in the newsroom, mm -hmm. and there's been, you know, a very small amount that we just didn't really get along. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, that's okay. Exactly. But you still can't tear each other down. No. No, no, we don't want to do that. Mm -mm. And I see the younger generation of women mm -hmm. holding each other up and um, sharing with each other rather than to tear each other down. Yeah. And that's so important mm -hmm. for for women, for humankind, for all of us, yeah. especially now. And it's okay to be competitive, and it's okay to want that job that she got instead of you. That's totally fine. But I just, I agree with you. I think it's so important to support each other mm -hmm. and build each other up um, and, and just don't let the petty things get in the way. No, because, you know, the petty things, they're exactly that. Petty <laughs> and small. Um, so you have, your kids are born in L.A.? Yes. They, okay. So, and that explains your daughter's still down yes, there. Okay. Yes. So you meet your sweetie, Wend, your, your current wife. I met her um, 21 years ago. Wow. Yes, yes. And um, In L.A.? Yes. Okay. Um, did you, was this something growing up? Did you know you were gay? Oh, this is funny. So um, <laughs> I love a story that starts with, <laughs> oh, this is funny. No, this is funny. Um, actually, when I was a kid, you know, I didn't have a name for it. And when you oh, yeah. are a little Catholic girl, you definitely oh, God, don't even Gina. think that way. I'm going to go to hell. And when I was a kid, there was this nun, and her name was Sister Marcella. Okay. I hope she's in heaven now so she doesn't hear me say this. Okay. I'm sure she is. But when I was a kid, Sister Marcella was just so kind to me mm -hmm. and so nice and so caring. And I just thought she was beautiful. Did you have and a little thought, crush? Oh, my God. I love Sister Marcella. So I knew I was going to go to hell. Aww. And um, before Sister Marcella, it's funny because my 
birthday is in December. Mm-hmm. And so my birthday is December 5th. So I get this Barbie doll for my birthday. And then when Christmas came around, I got Madge and Ken. So I built a little house for Barbie and Madge, and Ken lived across the street. And my sister's like, no, no, it's not like that. Ken and Barbie, and I said, no, no, it's not, no. So, and Madge had this little flip, and I cut her flip off, so she had a little bob. Oh, I love it. They were, it just, to me, it made sense. I was just going to say that. It made sense to you. Exactly. To me, it made sense. I didn't have a name for it. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. I just uh, thought, oh, this is not good. I've got to do something with this. Mm-hmm. And then, and I was, a, when I was a kid, I was kind of real, I was an introvert. You would never believe that. <laughs> no. No, I, I, when I look back, I'm like, who is that? And then I think when I got to be like 12, 13, Mm-hmm. I started to come out, but I just kind of kept those feelings to myself. Sure. But I always told my sister everything. My my sister, that's my oldest sister, older than I, and so I would tell her everything. She's like, no, no, Gina, that's not right. You don't think mm-hmm. like that. And I'm going, mm-hmm. well, to me, it's right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's scary, too. You have to keep those feelings inside when you're that young because, like you said, people are going to think you're weird. Oh, absolutely. You're going to go to hell as far as you are concerned. And so it's just like, well, I got to keep it inside because mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. know. So when did you, when was that moment where you're like, yeah, I'm done. I'm, I'm, I'm gay, everybody. Hey. Well, what I did is I went through the whole gamut of, you know, let's keep it quiet. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's do the right thing. Um, when my children's father asked me to run away and let's get married, I said, just a minute. When the bathroom, I flipped a coin, heads, tails, he won. It wow. was very romantic. And so I just said, okay. And um, I always wanted to have children. Right. I always knew that. I always wanted to have children. And so I had my son. I had my daughter. And you were married to yes. a man yes. at this point. Yes. Okay. Had my son, had my daughter, and then one day I just looked at their dad and said, "Mm, I don't think so. This Mm. isn't going to work. I started to think about me and years from then. What what did I want? What did I want out of my life? Did I want to do this forever? And so to thine own self be true. So I got real. It's one of my favorite (laughs) quotes. Well, and it works. And we should all hold ourselves to our truths. Yeah, be absolutely true to yourself. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. And I just went in there and I said, this is not working. And Did uh, you tell them? Did you just say, "I, you know, I'm just... Yeah, I didn't... Men aren't my thing. I'm sorry, honey. I know, no, I didn't quite put it like that. But I did. Later on, I did. Yeah. But at that moment, it was just like, you know, this isn't working. Okay. And he knew it wasn't working. Mm -hmm. And uh, and now we're good friends. A couple of Thanksgivings ago, we were at his house for Thanksgiving. He still lives in Los Angeles area. You know, we share grandchildren and children together and weddings and graduations. And so, you know, get along, people. Exactly. And (laughs) um, and he's still involved with your children's lives. Oh, absolutely. That's amazing. Absolutely. That's amazing. So you met your partner, you said, 21 years ago. Yes. Um, Where'd you guys meet? We met, actually, we met a girl bar. (laughs) (laughs) I love this story already. (laughs) 
We did. We met at Girl Bar. I was one of these um, party animals that on the weekends I would go out and I would just like, that was my therapy, just go dance and sweat and have fun and then awesome. go home and sleep the next day all day long. And and she is not. Okay. She got pulled, come on, let's go, let's go, let's go to Girl Bar. And she was like, oh, okay. And she actually went there to meet another woman. So I guess they didn't hit it off, and it was my lucky day. But you guys hit it off. Oh, we hit it off. Did you start dating as soon as, like, right after you met? Well, it was crazy because when I saw her, I thought I had met her before, and mm. she always goes, oh, that was such a line. No, it wasn't a line. I went up to her, and I said, don't I know you? Mm -hmm. And then I got close to her face, and I was like, oop, I don't know you. And I said, sorry, and I went to walk away, and she said, you want to dance? And I said, sure, and we've been dancing ever since. Oh, my gosh, Gina, I love that. <laughs> That's so awesome. And you guys decided to move up to Southern Oregon together. Yes, yes. Um, she, um, my partner's name is Josh, like the boy's name. Okay. But she's no, Hi, no Josh. part of her as a boy. Um, so... Um, we moved up here, and Josh knew Southern Oregon. Okay. She knew Ashland. She knew she loved it. And she's like, you know what? Let me show you. Mm -hmm. And we were on our way to Seattle to go see friends, and we stopped off. And she's like, oh, you're going to love Ashland. And we're driving, and the first thing I saw was um, the Arco sign at exit 14. <laughs> I thought, oh, okay, this is nice. <laughs> <laughs> and and the motel across the street, the night motel, the uh -huh. K was burned out, and, it, and, oh, and boy. the M was burned out, so it was night hotel. So it was, yeah, very attractive. You're like, um, <laughs> where did you bring me? But the rest is history because y'all yes. are still here. Yes, yes. Okay. Um, when did you get married? Did you make it official? We, we did. We got married twice. Okay. So 20 years ago, we jumped the broom. Mm -hmm. And... Um, in, in our culture, in black history, you jump a broom. Okay. And so we brought all different kinds of things to our, our wedding ceremony. and Literally then, a broom. Yeah, literally a okay. broom. Okay. And so um, we had a wonderful ceremony, and it was in the Anaheim Hills, mm. and that was 20 years ago, January 22nd. What's the what's the thinking behind the broom? What's the reason for that? The reason for the broom is that when my people were brought to this country, it was illegal for us to marry. Okay. And so a lot of things were brought from Africa to here that were part of the ceremony. And so when you jump a broom, and we got this really cool broom that, <laughs> that Josh found for us, and it's the, you take the broom and you sweep your past away. Hmm. I like that. So you sweep around one another and you sweep your past away and you put the broom in front of you and then you jump into your future. And your new adventure. Yes. I love that. Yes. I'm assuming you still have that broom. I still have that broom. Of course you do. <laughs> and you guys got married twice um, yes. just because of the laws at the time? Or? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Because when we did our commitment ceremony, mm -hmm. we couldn't marry. But we were committed to one another, and that was beautiful. And then on October 11th, two years ago, we got married, married, mm -hmm. and it was wonderful. And it was very festive because we kind of incorporate, actually three years ago, we incorporated that into the So Pride Parade. Mm. So we got married at the band shell. I love it. And it was wonderful. Everybody came. It was one big party. 
Uh, my bridesmaids were the drag queens. It was just so festive. <laughs> it was colorful. Uh, it was it was attended by a lot of people, and it was just fun. Oh, I'm irritated. I wasn't there. Oh, true. You were at it my wedding. So, yes, yes, I was. Yes. I sh we should say you planned my wedding. Yes, I did. I was lucky enough to do no, that. No, I was the lucky one there. You were an you you are an amazing wedding planner. Thank you. But I'm bummed I wasn't at your wedding. Oh, it was great and it was fun. It, you know, it was no stress. We're just going to go sure, out there. Let's and we're going to do it. Yeah, just do it and Reverend Leslie married us and it was just great fun. I love it. Maybe you and Josh can get married again and then invite me. We'll renew our vows. Okay. Am I invited? <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. I like that. Um, we're going to wrap up just a little bit, but you made a nice segue. Let's talk about So Pride. You got really involved and still are heavily involved with So Pride. Mm -hmm. uh, and if for those who don't know what it is, just explain what So Pride is. Um, so Pride, actually, I'm the founder of Pride. Oh, yes. I didn't know that. Yes. Look at you. Um, and, and that's a whole story of just like, where are we? And yeah. um, so in 2010, we had our first Southern Oregon Pride Parade. Mm -hmm. And... Um, We've had it for ever since 2010 um, in Ashland, and it's always the second Saturday of the month, uh, of second Saturday in October. And I chose October because October's National Coming Out Month. Mm -hmm. And in June, it's so busy and things can kind of mm -hmm. get inundated. June is typically Pride Month because of Stonewall. This year, we will be celebrating 50 years since Stonewall in New York. Wow. Um, and um, that's going to, the theme of the Pride Parade this year is going to kind of be wrapped in that. So October 11th is our kickoff celebration, and October 12th is the actual parade itself. So everybody stay tuned for our website and Facebook to awesome. stay posted. Did you just see a need for the queer community here to have something to belong to, whether you're you know, gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender, just absolutely give them a family. Because again, like you said, as a 12 year old girl, it's so scary mm. taking that jump of, hey, everybody, this is who I am. Exactly. And it's it for me, I wanted to see community. Mm -hmm. And I remember being a kid and going to my first pride parade. It was, oh my God, it was amazing. And I felt like my people, I finally found my people. And so I wanted to be able, and back then in 2010, we couldn't get married, and we were uh, pre-DOMA, and so many things were against us. And I believe we've come a long way, but we have a heck of a long way yeah. to go, Trish. I we agree. have such a long way to go. So if we are visible, when we are visible, and you can see this is my neighbor, this is my friend, this is my relative, mm -hmm. and we're all the same, going back to the similarities, um, people can see that everybody's everybody, man. We're all the same. Relax, yeah. you know. So um, I relax. just... Yes, relax. And I... I am so grateful that this parade was started. I am so grateful that now we live in a post-DOMA world. We live in a world where we can get married and we're being recognized. And I refuse to sit back and see our rights chipped away. Mm -hmm. I, I refuse to, to well, allow that. I got your back, girl. Thank you. And know you know what? You love is love. That's right. That's right. I don't care what it looks like. I agree. I agree with you there. Okay, final three. We're wrapping this up. Uh, 
I knew this interview was going to be fun. I didn't know it was going to be this fun, <laughs> Gina Duquesne. Uh, best advice you've ever been given? The best advice I've ever been given was to love myself and how to love myself by being true to myself and honest. Beautiful. Couldn't have said it better. Uh, if you ever left this place, Southern Oregon, what would bring you back? What would you miss the most? Wow. You know, I'd have to say the people. I'd have to say the people. Um, and I love, I love the trees. I love the environment. I, so I'd, I, I would have to say the people. Okay. And then my favorite question, final meal. If you were ever given a final meal and a final drink, what would that look like? Oh, a final meal. Goodness, I love food. Same. <laughs> Same. So I think my final meal would probably be something with a lot of carbs and a lot of cheese <laughs> yes. and just something that was very decadent with a few vegetables sprinkled on okay. top. I always think like carbonara or like lobster ravioli. Oh, or just... oh I'll take the lobster okay. ravioli. See, this is why I'm yes, here, Gina. Yes, yes, Give you these. To help me. Yes. Yeah. That sounds delicious. Absolutely. Okay. Gina Duquesne. If you're listening to this podcast on iTunes and you like it, please subscribe, rate, and review. It helps other people find us. We are also on Google Play and Stitcher. And if you want to check out the video portion of this podcast, head to ktvl.com and click on features and then look for off script. Once again, Gina Duquesne, absolutely enjoyed having you here and just sharing your heart with me. Thank you. Thank you, Trish. Always a pleasure.